You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Better late than never, <laughs> right? Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And I apologize for not being timely. Not that I am ever very timely when it comes to doing the podcast. I always do it late afternoon or at night, but this is a different story. However, it will probably be up earlier on video because unfortunately for at least the next couple weeks, probably going to scale down to 1080p if you're watching on YouTube. Um, Unless I'm going somewhere like tomorrow, uh, uh, it won't matter. I'm going to... See fit for a king in North Lane, you'll get your full 4K because I won't need to use the internet. Uh, today I do. So that's the housekeeping of it all. Anyhow, um, so we are in the middle of spring ball, although they are on spring break. There's not a lot really going on. So I think this is a, a good time to kind of get into a little bit more of a positional deep dive when it comes to uh what what we're doing or what we're expecting to see what we're hoping to see all that stuff we have gone through it on a kind of let's cover the whole team in 20 minutes type scenario but today we're going to start doing it uh one to two positions per episode so today we're going to start with the quarterbacks and the edge rushers i think that that works uh and i think it works in conjunction also with mike morris having talked about uh, the uh, the edge rushing, Michigan's edge rushing you, edge rush you. Uh, he talked about that at the Combine. So we'll get to that. Quarterbacks, obviously, it's hard to take a whole thing up because we know who the starting quarterback is going to be. That said, weirdly, it has been a while. It's been a couple years since we've been able to enter into the season knowing without a shadow of a doubt. Even though 2021, you could sit there and look at it and say it's probably Cade McNamara. Given the capability, and apologies for my, if you hear the office thing, that's my mom texting me. Um, it's uh, as far as the um, going, you know, we, with, the, with J.J. McCarthy being a five star coming in as a freshman. I don't think that we could completely write him off as contending for that starting job entering 2021. Last year, I was going off of talking to the people I talked to who had seen things in camp who were very firm that it like, it's going to be Cade. Cade is just doing great. And JJ, this and this is this jibes with what other people out there were saying at the time. JJ would go out there and make a wow play and then he'd make the big bonehead play. We didn't really see the big bonehead plays happen until the final game of the regular season, or not even the regular season, but in the playoff this past year. So now we kind of know what that looks like a little bit. And he, I mean, he made plays that you'd sit there and say, you know, there was the one against Penn State. I'm not talking about the weird pick six, but the other one where it was like, JJ, awesome that you completed that. Don't ever make that throw again. Happened again in the Purdue game. There's those moments, but it's like, well, if he's completing them, but then he had the two pick sixes giveth any taketh away but you went you went into 2022 even being like could it be Cade like you know there was a big split 
And certainly after the Hawaii game, it was obvious then who your starter was going to be, but it wasn't even obvious to the coaching staff. The last time Michigan's had an obvious starting quarterback, and they did have this for a couple years, but it was 2020 with Joe Milton was the obvious starter. It, there was no, you know, Cade McNamara was not really challenging him for that role at that time, entering the shortened 2020 season. 2019 and, well, 2018 as well, Shea Patterson was your obvious starter. But before that, it was always up in the air in the Jim Harbaugh era. Even Jake Rudock starting here, it was up in the air. So, because, uh, you know, you had Shane Morris. I mean, the spring game was Shane Morris and Alex Malzone, you know, and entering 2016, Wilton Spate, John O'Corn, 2017, those same two plus Brandon Peters. So at least we're back to the stability. You know what you have at the starting position. The question is more is who's going to back him up. And that's where it's kind of a free for all. And it, it, it ranges from being, you know what, I, that's okay to this is a disaster because we don't know what we, we, we have no idea what Davis Warren really truly provides. If there's an issue now, he looked great in the spring game last year. I want to see it again this year. And if he looks sharp, he looks sharp coming in, then cool. Jack Tuttle, has not been impressive while he's been a backup at Indiana, but that doesn't mean that he can't come to Ann Arbor and suddenly look a lot better. You see it go both ways, right? Alan Bowman was really good at Texas Tech. Maybe not like Heisman Trophy, maybe not like that's the guy you want to lead your team, but more than serviceable, above average at Texas Tech outside of his injuries. And in the spots that we saw him in Ann Arbor, didn't go great. Jake Rudock was okay at Iowa and looked really good, particularly in the last quarter of the season at Michigan. Sometimes things just, uh, they're just weird, right? It's, it's just how it goes. But the good news is, is you have your entrenched starter. The battle is for the backups. And you'll f- basically... Now that J.J. McCarthy is healthy, things are in a really good situation, right? Because last year, you have to remember, he he played really, really well, particularly in the first half of the season without having had spring ball. And then things got a little bit dicey for a couple games before the Ohio State game, and then suddenly he's really turning it on. Now we can take all of that experience, he can put it into spring ball, and improve and then you still have summer conditioning doing all the seven on sevens all that kind of stuff and then fall camp knowing you're the guy having that confidence sometimes you like the situation where someone else is there breathing down your neck because it pushes you to be better but sometimes you don't sometimes you, you see a guy actually push and start Wilton Spate sometimes the guy crumbles Cade McNamara. And Cade McNamara certainly crumbled. He did not look good in his limited appearances in 2022. He looked like he had regressed. I don't really care about the spring game in that sense, but certainly in-game action week one did not look good. J.J. McCarthy, we know, has the capability of being accurate, of being poised, being a playmaker, now it's time to just 
for him to connect all the dots. And I think that is certainly what they're trying to work on. And with the continuity, essentially, with Sharon Moore, Kirk Campbell, it might not be the exact same thing we saw last year, but it's still a really good situation for them. And again, I'm sorry that my mom is texting me. I could just turn my ringer off, but I'm not going to do that. You'll just have to deal with, deal with Steve Carell there for a moment. All right. Let's, uh, let's continue on. I think I've got the wrong day here. Okay, here we go. We're going to continue on here in just a moment. We're going to get into, right into the defensive ends because there's nothing really more I can say about the quarterback position. Uh, but the, the edge rushers, that I think that that's going to be a little bit more fruitful, and we'll go from there. Maybe we'll tie it all together. Who knows? Who knows where this will go? All kinds of possibilities. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more. With FanDuel, official an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, that got real confusing for me, for those who heard ad read. Um, <laughs> anyhow. I want to pull up the roster just for posterity here uh, because when it comes to the edge rushers, I always feel like there's someone I forget. Derek Moore has long been the one. So I'm hoping that that doesn't happen here. The good news is for, for all of this is Michigan de delineates their edge rushers. So we can talk about everyone who's here in the spring. And there's a bunch of guys we haven't heard of. And honestly, some of it is not, you know, some, some of the guys, I don't know how productive they're going to be. They've been around, some of them have been around for a minute, but I don't know how productive they're going to be. I am noticing, okay, no, I'm not noticing anything here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, the, the one guy that I, that I forget, and I always say his name wrong, I always call him the MSU name, and that's Josiah Stewart. I, I just wrote an article on Braden McGregor, and I totally forgot about Josiah Stewart. That that happens, by the way. It, it happens to all of us, and I know that there's some of you out there that are shaking your fist and like, you call yourself a professional. Remember, the entire Michigan media didn't recognize that Michael Duomfor was not at the Citrus Bowl until we had been there for almost a full week. The entirety of us. And he was a starter in 2019. <laughs> so, it, uh, it happens to all of us from time to time. The lapses. It's part of it. Um, you're trying to keep track of 130 guys in one way or another. But 
Um, I think the the fun thing is we've talked a lot about Braden McGregor on this show for a while, and uh, we got a a note from Mike Morris who spoke at the combine. I do want to pull this up real quick. Credit on three here. I don't know if they had boots on the ground. I'm sure they do. Uh, I did not travel to the combine uh, to interview the, the the former players for multiple reasons. Uh, I've yet to go to the combine, which is something that I was hoping to rectify this year. It didn't happen because I'm trying to work on this house situation, which not I'm not being superstitious. I'm trusting uh, the man on my hat here. Uh, that uh, it's all going to go through. And the good news is, just to quickly delineate, it sounds like it is. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, that'll all be settled and we can get back to business as usual. Um, so uh, I digress, but just to more tell you that that's when things will be back to normal, normal-ish. Um, that said, Mike Morris spoke at the Combine about the edge rushers. He said, we're edge rush you. So there's going to be a person every single year coming up and he's not wrong. Right. Uh, Michigan has not had a starter who has departed for the NFL. So notice I'm giving you a caveat here uh, who hasn't gone at worst in the third round. Mike Dana wasn't a starter. He was a fifth rounder. Uh, The only starter who has departed the program as an edge rusher to my recollection, who ha- hasn't been a third rounder better pick is a guy who's still playing. And that's Taylor Upshaw who just transferred to Colorado because he started at the beginning of both 2021 and 2022. So he is the only one, but otherwise, and then we've gone through it before, but just to quickly reiterate, Chris Wormley, Third round, tackle Charlton, first round. Uh, you had them for two years, and you had Chase Winovich, third round, Rashawn Gary, first round, and you had them for uh, for two years. Uh, then you had Aiden Hutchinson, Quiddy Pay, Mike Dana, uh, and uh, obviously two first rounders and a fifth rounder. And then you moved into the, and David Ajabo, second rounder, and then you moved into uh, the current. Uh, Mike Morris, we'll see where he goes. Really good track record if you're going to be an edge rusher at Michigan. So he's not wrong when he says that about edge rush you. So then he was asked a little bit more about who could be that guy to step up, right? Remember last year it was Mike Morris that we were talking about as being that guy. So he, he mentioned Jalen Harrell and he mentioned Braden McGregor. This is what he had to say. He said, Jalen's a Sam that can rush the passer on third down. I didn't even mention Josh Uche, who also fits in that as a second rounder. Um, I, I remember that because I wrote as Jalen has some Josh Uche in him, more so size-wise. And Braden's an athletic freak, and I think both of them are going to do really, really well. Jalen stepped up when I was hurt in the Purdue game. Braden had a lot of good snaps this year as well. He came in clutch in the Michigan State game with a sack. Both of them can do really good things. Athletic freak. We haven't really necessarily gotten to see that, but again, remember, I'm going to bring you all the way back to 2019. To to the OGs out there who listened when we weren't on video. And I had said that anything 
that Aiden Hutchinson was going to do, Braden McGregor would be a better version of that. Now, I have come way back off of that. That is still, that is not true. But when it comes to his athletic prowess, I think that there is still, in a lot of ways, more upside. Now, Aiden developed, got better athletically, and then on top of it has that the the will, the head, all of the intangibles to go with the tangibles. We don't know if Braden McGregor has all of that yet, but keep in mind, he's been slowed. He had the ACL tear in, in high school, just kind of slowly brought along. You know, you got to see him a little bit in 2021. You saw him a little bit more last year. They haven't necessarily needed to throw his feet into the fire. And now he's in that kind of in that situation. Thankfully, there's a little bit of a safety net because you do have a couple guys that certainly could be in that mix. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he in particular develops now that like later in the year, we started seeing really seeing him come on. Jalen Harrell, I feel like we don't talk about enough either because we, you know, Mike Morris mentioned the Purdue game. That game started off like they're not going to be able to stop Jalen Harrell. Now, they eventually kind of did. But players tend to get better the more they play. They're not always just like, okay, well, that's a known commodity. Think about Mike Barrett. Mike Barrett was a known commodity, and by the end of the season last year, it was like, please come back, Mike. Please, please, please do anything. Just come back, you know? So that uh, things can change in a hurry. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of the other guys, right? Now, I mentioned Josiah Stewart. He has the potential of surpassing what we saw from Ayabi Oki last year, and I am so bitter about Ayabi leaving. He was my guy. Some of the things that you heard me say on this program came from Mr. Ayabi Oki. Um, but uh, I, 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 am, I am disappointed that he is gone. I wish him more than the best. He's a great dude. He's really matured. But Josiah Stewart has a capability of being even like that next step forward. He's a little undersized as far as height. He's 6'1", 237 on the roster. But he did some really good things at Coastal Carolina. Derek Moore is a guy who can move inside, play outside. He is kind of more of that Mike Morris size. Not as tall, 6'3", but still 279. Lots of capability there. Lots of possibilities there. And then there's all the guys that we don't know about. That we don't know if they're going to make their way in the rotation. It always seems, though, that sometimes... No, I shouldn't say it always seems sometimes. That's, that's really hedging. But it seems like sometimes guys do come out of nowhere. Chase Winovich came out of nowhere. I want you to remember that. No one was talking prior to the 2016 season like... Chase Winovich is going to be an absolute force. It was like, I remember talking to him at media day because that still existed. And it was like, oh, interesting, Chase. You're thinking of, you're, you're bulking up and going to play edge rusher. Well, good luck, man. You know, it wasn't, no one was talking about him as like, yeah, he's going to come in and he's going to endear himself to fans as a backup in 2016. And when he starts in 2017, everyone's just going to be like completely cool with it. Let's talk about some of those guys who could be those players here momentarily. All right, so there, there's multiple players still on the edge that are around now. I'm, I'm, I'm not really, there's no one in the 
2023 class that I look at and say they're going to come in and be an impact edge that's more interior guys. Trey Pierce is the one I'm super excited about. Um, it's pretty rare anyway that you look at freshman edge rushers as being impact guys. I mean, Derek Moore was kind of thought that way. I thought of that way last year. But generally, it's unless it's a five-star, like it's a Rashawn Gary, you're not counting on year one production at edge. But there's a couple guys that really could step up, and they're all juniors. There's three guys that I'm really interested in. Uh, the, the number one guy that I am interested in who is uh, not gotten talked about at all, and he's a former four-star, and we haven't seen him even really, is Keyshawn Bennett. It's a four-star edge rusher that we haven't talked about. Now, that's often a bad omen. I think Ron Johnson in those types of things. But I, again, like 6'4", 241. That's some, and every time I see him, it's like he looks like a dude. He looks like he's supposed to be out there hitting guys. And yet, we haven't seen him at all. It's not even garbage time. We haven't really seen him. I'd be curious to see his snap counts. I'm not going to look him up. It's not that important to me right now. But year three, kind of when, if the lights haven't turned on before, now is the time. There is an opening right here, right now for opportunity to make a name for yourself. And Keyshawn Bennett has that opportunity right now. So I'm curious, but the guy that, I think is probably ahead of him, and it was a Don Brown special, is TJ Guy, because, I mean, we've seen him at least in garbage time and spot duty get those opportunities. Similar size, 6'4", 241. No, 246. Literally the same size as Jalen Harrell. I feel like that he, he very well could earn himself a role. He kind of seems like he's a heady guy, makes up for a lot of a, a, a lot of maybe, like, even though he's got that requisite size, he doesn't have that same look as Jalen Harrell. But it's like, it, I think he makes up with for some of the athleticism that he doesn't have that is God-given with instinct and things of that nature. And he's a guy that's gotten talked about ever since he arrived on campus. Now, do I think he's going to be a Don Brown special in the same way Quiddy Pay was? Absolutely not. Obviously, we knew what Quiddy Pay was, at, at least at this point in his career but tj guy has a prime opportunity probably more than anybody now the third guy isn't a guy that hasn't gotten talked about at all and he's a converted linebacker uh to the edge position and that's tyler mclaurin that from illinois i believe he was like a mr football or something in illinois uh six three two thirty one so definitely on the undersides taller than josiah stewart uh but he's the lightest he, he is the leanest of all the edge rushers. That includes the two walk-ons, Charlie Lovell and Joseph Clunder. Uh, so I, I am curious to see where he is in his development. Again, probably more of a Sam, Sam guy. I think all of those three that I just mentioned are probably all more Sams. Because when it comes to the big body guys, it's Braden, Derek Moore. Josiah Stewart's the most undersized as far as a lot of different parts. Um, but, uh, you know, being just shorter, but has the production. 
particularly two years ago, the production was off the charts. So that's where I'm really curious to see how things play out. All right. I have to run in order to uh, to complete things. And <laughs> as far as the house stuff, literally got the text that I've been waiting for. So uh, we will be back uh, doing more position groups, one or two. On Thursday, it'll be a little bit earlier because I have to go to uh, to the concert that I'm planning on going on. So keep your eyes peeled for it. And uh, Friday, we will do a mailbag. And at least that is the plan. And then we'll, we'll, we'll continue through these position groups into next week. But So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace.